0: Previously on Gresh and Fourier. You got to spin yourself around here. Oh, this is your your big toe is a little crooked and it has like a giant knuckle. You can tell it's football player foot. I don't have fungus. There you go. Look at a good shot on the Twitch right there. Look how good looking that foot that is. That is gross. This is Gresh and Fourier.
1: But first up is precision passing. This is serious business. You see on the AFC side, you got Derek Carr, Tyler Huntley, Trevor Lawrence. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas?
0: Not that hot. It's probably
1: why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs>
0: Andy Gresh. All right, they're going to go down time. the line here, go. okay? Soft
1: hands, right yeah. guys? The objective is to not get wet. Hey, it feels like we should talk about this like off. <laughs> 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 right? It's, this event, don't it feel like <laughs> we whisper, whisper a little bit? Oh! oh, 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 oh it. We drank oh, oh, it? Oh, that oh, oh, was a nice.
0: What are we doing? Christian Fourier. I got a good friend of mine, definitely Soto. He played for Cincinnati a little bit. He's been in Japan for the last three years. He's been talking about Yoshida for the last two years. You know, he's like, Alex, this is the guy. Gresh and Fourier right now. The fact sheet says it's five 45-minute rides. What? What? The no, PMC it, is. Winter no Cycle, it isn't. No, it the, the isn't. PM, the PMC oh, Winter Cycle it. is comprised of five 45-minute rides led by popular oh, what? local ski instructors. I thought it was like one. What? I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm an idiot. On W-E-E-I. Well, now that we've established the ground rules for today's show, uh, we've got you until two o'clock. Yes, we do. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and I'm uh, I'm glad I gave you that nice clean drop right there. I'm sure it'll be used uh, at length whenever something... Doesn't swipe my way. I mean, it's it's in the open, but oh. Doctor. So are you up uh, are you uh are you uh you're not frozen? You're not going to die? You're not going to get frostbite? You know, I feel like everybody's freaking the hell out with it, the the winter Arctic freeze that is on its way. Okay, you were going to uh, do something at Mount Washington, right, or yeah, something like that, I right? Was. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm watching the uh, news last night, and because of where I live in Seekonk, I get all the Providence stations and all the Boston stations okay. on my cable. It's great. So I'm watching my buddy Mark Searles. It's Channel 10, and he's a big hiker and stuff, the weatherman down yeah. there at the NBC affiliate. And he was like, well, you know, you might not want to go there. Apparently the wind chill, I guess, near the top of Mount Washington could get near a feel of like ninety below? Are you right. freaking kidding me? You're right. I'll tell you right now, it's funny. It's I saw this the other day and it says uh wind chill of minus a hundred on Friday. How, did, how minus a hundred. That's the feel like temp, and yeah. apparently the real temp might hit fifty below up there. Extremely cool. Wind chill below zero. Oh it says a uh, wind chill sixty below to seventy below, falling to ninety below to 100 below wind, northwest at 60 to 80 miles per hour, early increasing to 70 to 90 miles per hour, with gust up to 105 miles per hour. Look at this! Look at I'll I'll tell you, man. Oh, yeah, that's right there. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. You can uh, watch us uh, double dose of handsome doing this show. Everybody's quaffed today because uh. Ken Laird decided to have uh, Friday on Photo the shoot. coldest day on record risking our yeah. lives yeah. to stay till 2.15. Hazard pay. Do we have hazard pay here? No. Like we should have hazard no. pay. No, maybe, maybe Ken will bring in a donut or something. <laughs> well, there are some donuts here, by the way. Well, just there in case are. You want I know. You and I are not partaking. Who King. do you think will eat a donut first? Well, uh... Oh, it's me. Billy's pretty strong. I'm going to say Chicken Nick. Me. It's no, not going to be, be you. Oh, Dude, you have that much faith in me? We just, I, do not, I do not have that much discipline. Apparently, we have to make sure that these donuts don't leave a smell behind because apparently that is the the biggest issue yeah. with... Uh, Major concerns right now yeah, with how, yeah. the, with how, how the, the studio, studio smells. smells. So okay. hopefully those donuts uh, make it smell nice and sugary in here or whatever. Well, part of the reason that uh, we're giving you some tickle pup to start today is because... Well, the only freaking thing that was on last night, it was two, really. There was the East-West Shrine game. Did you know the Shrine Bowl was actually I didn't played last night? No, know. Who won? Uh, oh, you know what? The West one. Uh, the Patriots. Uh, the the, oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, Troy got... Yeah. 12-3. It was... It was they doused it with Gatorade? It was Bill's kind of game. Oh, yeah, they hit him with the... Oh, yeah, they hit him with the Gatorade for Troy Brown. Uh, but the Pro Bowl games were yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, and... Uh, well, after uh I guess day one of the Pro Bowl games, the AFC has a nine to three lead. Oopy do, get the peanut butter out, just rub it all over your nipples. What a great event it was. Uh what did you like best? Well, I will say, um, first of all, what I like best was the precision passing, okay? Where they have this like, I don't know, crazy setup, like better than the, the old setup that they used to have, if people remember the olden days, right, where they had these massive targets. That were on like this, like you know, four wheeler, and that someone was actually driving them, and they would cross to the from right to left, and they mm. would cross left to right, and then you would have like a uh, like a maybe a sixty yard bonus ball that you would have to hit, also with a couple little ones. Now, I mean, they have drones flying overhead. They have uh, you know those robot robot dummies that you see a lot of these high end colleges using, like to tackle dummies. Yeah, yeah. Where they like somebody controls them. And instead of like you know yeah, to prevent like head trauma, Dartmouth invented those yeah, things. I'm exactly. pretty sure. So they're all over they're the Buddy place, Tevens or something. And they have like obviously you know the the big giant targets. To me, I love it. I love it. I am a, it, it, and then just and then they had a you know balloon toss, which is kind of weird. But it feels like the NFL's version of Field Day. That's what it feels like to me. And I was th- and I'm just thinking about the way that the Pro Bowl used to be and the fact that they want to create content and they don't want to waste the weekend because it's the only dead weekend right before the Super Bowl, then I think it's fantastic. I think it's great because nobody wants to actually play football, Gresh. Nobody wants to put the pads on no matter what you do and play football. So how do you create content, get people to watch, and then convince the guys to show up regardless of – Who's there? So you how turn do you do it, it into you turned it into just basically everybody jacking around. Yeah. Like if you weren't listening, by the way, Chicken Nick, let's get to uh uh the uh the audio of the precision passing challenge. You know what? Just fade it up underneath of us, yeah. Nick, because this is how it starts. Well, yeah, because this is how this this whole thing kinda gets going and, and oh. This is going to hook you.
1: Tyler Hudley. On the yeah. NFC side, oh. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Geno Smith. Ooh. Precision <laughs> passing is presented by EA Sports oh, well. the NFL. Oh, well, listen, mobile. listen. It is it, listen a to this, minute listen. accuracy competition yeah? okay. attempting to accumulate points by hitting as many of these targets as possible. There's a drone target that's floating around the entire time. There's it's a sponsored robot target robot that targets. Runs a post route in the end zone that the quarterbacks themselves can activate. Sounds cool. As Trevor gets to go up first. We're also going to have Peyton and Eli Mike throughout oh, this. Oh, those guys Mike. We'll How interesting. Eli, here. they're brothers. We'll the they're so and Four point target right Star off the fans. bat, Robert. Yes, four point target. It's a lot farther than you think it is, but Trevor Lawrence is on oh, fire right oh, now. man. Come on man, he
0: fresh out the playoffs too. Okay. By the way, so he, he <laughs> I like... for from throwing the rock. Is that where you, is that where you... I can't take it anymore. I mean Oh, that come on, don't is... be a, don't be such a hardo. Oh, I mean, what do you? What do you, what do you want? I mean, fresh, well, what do you want from the Pro Bowl? What do you want from it? Well uh, for the nor- NFL Pro Bowl. Well, We'd rather no- not do anything. Well, normally it's not on a this this hullabaloo doesn't start on a Thursday night where we have to drag it out NFL for multiple days. The NFL controls the week. Right. There's there's a little bit of that. And I don't know, play the gamer. Maybe how about this? How about don't do it at all? How about name the Pro Bowl? Name the Pro Bowlers if you still want to do that. And then let's be done. Seriously, don't we at some point today? Need to have a discussion in terms of the usefulness of these games. The NFL's never been able to figure this out ever. I get it. I understand. I'm being a hardo. I'm probably sideways today because, you know, we had to take pictures and all that <laughs> stuff. But seriously, like, what? Uh, what do I want them to do? Yeah, I'd rather nothing. You know why? Because until I saw a video on Twitter of all these guys trying to hit the bag, hanging down from the drone or whatever, I didn't know this was on. How many people do you think that listen to this show every day, sat down at like 8 o'clock at night, and were like, Oh, my God, the Pro Bowl games are on. Babe, clear the deck. Go watch go watch your Thursday night of Law & Order upstairs I need the big TV to watch Trevor Lawrence and, what, Snoop Huntley, who threw two touchdown passes this year. Two touchdown passes for Snoop. He's one of the guys in this target thing? The first up is precision passing. This is serious
1: business. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so I will tell you. Okay, and I so love as Laura
0: Rutledge. She is great at what she does. Yeah, She's okay. not the problem. Okay, so uh, there was also it's the dodgeball. There was the dodgeball episode, oh. which I love. Here's the thing. So you rather it just go away. Your other options, your sporting options. The Bruins weren't playing. The Celtics weren't playing. Okay, so you want to watch any of these other stupid NBA games? Any of the other like irrelevant hockey games on a random Thursday night? I'd rather watch there NBA no, basketball. There is no like yep. yeah, Thursday night lineup. Nope. Okay, that oh, no, I it, give no, a crap about no, when it no. comes to like it was like, Law and Order. When, it was Law Order uh, Thursday on NBC. Watching. You can wa- listen. You can watch. My it wife's and gonna yell at you. That's fine. I would love to debate this with her. The point is that... about watching Law & Order? Is, yeah Yeah. <laughs> Situation what situational yeah, comedy they, are you really gonna dive into? And Law and Order doesn't come on to like doesn't come on it's at a, eight. A, yeah, it's oh, eight. it does not I feel eight. like it was a ten o'clock show. Yeah, it, it's so not watched. They have one at eight, a different one at nine, and a new different one at ten. It's like SVU every city in America. Almost. It's it's like <laughs> the regular Law and Order, CSI. Law and Order SVU, and yeah. then they created one for Chris Maloney so that yeah. he can get in there. It's like uh gang unit or organized crime or something like that. It's crazy. That, that, so that was what is a – there's what's on on Thursday so night wait, on like so NBC. You, so That's you, the big night of television for the, for that okay. network. So it was uh, – obviously nobody's, like, looking at their, like, you know, their, their guide and trying to figure out, like, where the NFL Pro Bowl festivities are. But it was that, which I thought was kind of interesting. That would be fun. That would just be fun to do. There was the dodgeball. Uh, and then there was the – which I actually saw late and sent you guys a message saying – What the hell? Uh, They had a balloon, a water balloon toss. Something that you would see at your kid's birthday party at field day. Field there. all the things, though it's like it's like
1: with twenty players and two pairs in the next three events, we whittle this thing down to just one champion. The oh, NFC gets man. to go first. Treating Ryan it seriously. What an Carr honor! with us, as well as Robert Griffin the Third and Marcus Spears up here on the set. Peyton and Eli are coaching both of the, both of these conferences. Let's coaching. See who gets, oh, nice! The water
0: couch. balloon toss. Yes. Right, so they're gonna go down different. the line. It was Ways kind of funny. <laughs> oh, hit my forehead. I caught it, but it exploded, and my face got wet. Don't it feel like... Let's you whisper. whisper a little bit. Guys. Oh! oh, oh Who dropped yeah. it? was nice. Well, it I mean, two I mean, two, it two things, things on the text, right, okay? Go ahead. go ahead. One, somebody's on me. I'm a miserable wet blanket. My God, get over yourself. So I guess this guy, or whomever it is in the 860, yeah. must have really had a peanut butter all over their body night last night for all of this. So good for you, sir. Glad you loved this. Someone is saying that you're missing the point it's this generation's Battle of the Network stars. It's meaningless fluff. I, I, I Conceptually, you might be 5% right. But if you ever watch the Battle of the Network stars, they would do, like, swimming. They tried. The 100-yard dash. Yeah. Uh, they might do, like, long drive or something like they that. They had a canoe race. Not, not uh, water balloons. Like, seriously, Billy. Like, uh, the whole field day thing. Oh. Water balloons, da-da-da, stuff like that. They, I don't know if they ever had any of that on the Battle of the Network Stars back in the 70s and the 80s. I don't think they did either. What I wanted last night was fat linemen. Carrying an egg on a spoon—that's <laughs> the one yeah. event that that it was missing. Yeah. I'm yes, fine with the balloon is. toss. I'm fine with the balloon I, toss and accuracy. And to the eight six zero, that's entertainment according itch. to Give the me, texter, Billy. Give I, me an egg on a sauce spoon and let's but see it. I guarantee you, somebody <laughs> came with if they're doing a balloon toss. Obviously. The only thing that's missing is that an egg on a spoon, right? right you or like a sack toss. race, like. A sack race, and it has to be real goofy, like one offensive lineman with like a tiny kicker, or like a kicker with like a really tall, like tight end, or something like that. Wheelbarrow real, races. R- I, grab your, I grab your legs. I grab your legs and you pump the wheels. That would be that would be another one too that I would say yes. But think about it. This weekend is the NHL All-Star game. Right? Yeah. Who and and tonight they're gonna have their I know Andrew Raycroft came on yesterday and just skewered all of the You know, all of the fluff that they're adding for their night before. Everybody is chasing the NBA. They're trying to create, A, their version of the dunk contest and the three-point shootout, which for a lot of people... sucks. But it's much more interesting than the game itself. And while it might suck... What would you rather do? Hold on. You want to watch Hold water balloon Here's, this races? This my point. Just like when you are say. We, when are we shooting stuff out of a potato gun? Oh, That would be a good idea, too. I had one of those in college. You okay. had a potato gun? Absolutely. Did you really? Oh, yes. Was it PVC? Di- yes, it was PVC. Oh, weird. I don't think we should talk about it because I feel like we can get in trouble for how to build it, but potato gun well it, it's very easy to see and my pap gave me a couple different tricks uh, as well not, we need to not share save. notes on building no, a potato will. gun here's the thing you love uh major league baseball's all-star game you think they've ruined it nope, you probably yeah, have a baseball point stinks. the nba all-star game it's like who can score 250 points it's but stupid. it's the best but of the th- none of none of your best dunkers or none of your most popular players enter the dunk contest or the three-point challenge and now they do an obstacle course it's all lame it's all stupid Okay, hockey, there's a stupid two. The point is is that, I mean, what you, nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to participate. Then, then why do it at all? Doesn't the NFL need to really examine this? Because I'm sorry. It's better than the alternative, Greg, course, which they, is playing a game that literally everyone just bails on. Or just punt the whole thing. Give me the parachute game. <laughs> all these giant guys whipping a big rainbow-colored parachute. <laughs> See how beautiful they can make that mushroom <laughs> All the, uh, all the, <laughs> a good way. I'm, listen, there's no bad ideas, zero bad ideas. No, we're just adding. We're, yes. we're, we're trying to yeah, make that's it better. true. We're, uh, we're adding, I guess if you get the, uptight uh, about the, the, uh, the all-star, any all-star game, you're just, you're delusional because like that, no, it's just, it's just fluff. Here's the it's problem filler. is that at one point in time, it wasn't terrible. And they've made it terrible. I would also add this. There used to be a time where college all-stars played against professional football players in a preseason game. There was that. That was like, that's ridiculous. It's unheard of. Like, Herschel Walker played against pros before his last year at Georgia. What are we doing? It's insane. Nobody does this stuff anymore. Six, one seven, 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 nine, seven, ninety three, seven. Now that Tom Brady is out of the quarterback carousel, and awful what Aaron Rodgers said yesterday. Uh, we need to reexamine where some of these quarterbacks are going to end up. Celtics are going to play Phoenix tonight. Jalen Brown was named an All-Star. Red Sox farm rankings. The results are not good. We will not sit here and tell you all up and down about the organization. Uh, But we've also got Alex Cora on Yoshida. And uh, we'll have some fun with some Super Bowl props as well. We got a lunchtime parlay for you. And uh, who knows, maybe there is an enterprising listener out there who's got a great idea for these All-Star games. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 W.E.E.I. Gresham Fourier on W.E.E.I. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole. Got any news you want to share with us? Not going to San Fran. (laughs) You look great with a cowboy star on your helmet. So that was Aaron Rodgers at, uh, that's Pebble Beach Pro-Am, right, gents? I think so. Or there's the, uh, he was at a golf tournament, and of course, somebody hits uh, Aaron Rodgers with the, uh, hey man, ring are going to end up? And he was like, well, I'm not going to San Francisco, which is uh, pretty interesting. That will get us into the quarterback carousel, 617-779-7937. We mentioned a potato gun, and Tim mm. and Long Meadows got a thought on that. Go ahead, Tim. Uh, hey, uh, so, uh, Christian, I was wondering, uh, I, my, my ex gave me a potato gun. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, it was funny. My, my brothers are like, why would you marry her? I was like, well, beyond the fact that, A, she's blonde, B, rich, C, a mm. nymphomaniac, I swear to God, mm. she made me a potato gun. And we found the very best thing, two things that were great with potato, you got to do it at night by the seashore. Because when you hear of the poof of the potatoes leaving the gun, it's nothing better than the spunk, uh in the water later on, you know, trying to figure out how far it went. But then the biggest thing is I wanted, did you ever do it with tennis balls? And did you ever soak the tennis balls in alcohol? So that when they left the tube, they were flaming tennis balls at night is the best. I Amazing. now need to try this, Tim and Longmeadow. Thank you for that little uh, nugget. See, I learned about the potato gun a long time ago from my pap on my mom's side where he tried to perfect it. Because there were some who would be like, for those who don't know, all right, a potato gun is really, depending on how it's used, it could be a Weapon of destruction. Or just hijinks. And or, yeah, or it's fun, stupidity right? Stupidity when you're in college. But I know that uh, there were some built that when you, like, screw the bottom on there, you got to figure out how to get the flame in to be able to create the explosion with the hairspray so that the potato a spark. goes you need Those, a spark. Yeah. My uh, my grandfather, you know, like those uh, the little things you would turn for yeah. like the wick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he put one of those on the side, and it kept us from having to use the big long stick to ignite it. Mm. It was like life changing. Yeah, it really was. I remember doing it. Like I remember when we were in college. Like so, the you, you stuff the potato into the front of it, obviously, right? And then you you spray big whatever it is. Yep. yep. you make it really so it's like you know, contact everywhere. And then yeah, you spray it, you close it, and we would flick this little the the ignition that we called it. Yep. And it would create the spark. And it was like a bazooka. You would put it on your shoulder. Oh, it kicked. And like, well, we were like we had this long like like oh. when, like and we would just like woof like he's talking about. The it. longer, the barrel. I always thought that, that that was gonna be something like potato guns I always felt like are really dangerous though. Well, see, and the one that uh Coop's got up right now, that is that is that's high a, end. That's high end. No. We're talking about the ones that are like Made PVC pipe, pipe dorm room. Where you got the joint that, not like a joint, yeah. but like it's got the uh, it's got the long. I can't even remember what grade PVC pipe it is but there's like a certain kind of PVC that you use and then you got the joint there that connects it to the bigger connector and then you can really get that thing in there and spray it up with all kinds of hairspray and really fire those things. Oh, it was so fun. It's not when safe. the city when the city Don't kids that I played ball with like came up from Jersey and I'm like, let me show you this. And out of my trunk, I pulled out the potato gun. They were like, what kind of hick are you? And then I it's showed the them. And then I showed them, and they were like, I wish I had this as a kid. All right. Yeah. Uh-oh. I just – whenever I think about it, I always thought, like, there would be this mass explosion. Our entire apartment complex would blow up because of the potato – because we, either you sprayed too much in there, the ignition was too strong – the, whoever built the potato gun didn't, like, seal it correctly. Oh, yeah. And see, here we, here come here, uh, people tragic in, right? stories? No, I built a potato gun, a cannon. We used the Aquanet Hairspray PVC pipe and a lantern igniter. Some said we installed a grill igniter in ours. Grill igniters work amazing. Uh, don't use schedule 40 PVC. You got to do schedule 80 PVC. That yeah. is very important as well. See, we got to... We got. First of all, <laughs> I'm blown away that you would have known about the potato. Why? Guy. Why? Because I figured that don't somebody who was, in the, you, don't, you have to grow up in the. I didn't know about it till I got to college. That's where worlds collide. Right. And Everybody comes from all over the country. I learned about it at 13 and yeah, tried to bring it to school. One. I day. had a BB gun, dude. That's all I had. When I was a kid. Well, I had one of those too. And I learned, and, and I learned the and and the twelve gauge as well. And well, we'll just move on from that. Uh, the quarterback carousel sends Tom Brady. What do you make of Aaron Rodgers saying, "I ain't going to San Francisco"? Um, you buying it? Yes, I believe. Out of all the players, he pretty much tells you like it is, right? Like if I don't think he would, uh, if he, there was a if there was a chance he could go there, I don't. I think he would be coy. But since I know for sure he has nothing to do with it and won't be and won't be playing for San Francisco, he comes out and he says it. So I could think and I don't think that's a real legitimate place anyways. I think there's a maybe two places where you're like, all right. <laughs> they also is, don't have anything to give up San Francisco. No, that's so it's too. gotta be he's so They got, got is, no picks. That is an amazing deal where they almost the Packers almost, you know, you know, limited themselves just by the fact of how they constructed How they the deal. Yeah. It's like, wow, we're not giving ourselves any wiggle room whatsoever. And then when, when his first happened, this was more like, you know, like the green Bay Packers really should find a way to make it work. They really should make it work, but it just seems like, okay, each side is really sick of the other one now. I think so. And I feel like it's, they do have a first round pick. And let's see what they, maybe they didn't trust him before, but now I feel like ownership, trust Jordan love. And it's his third season. Being under a Hall of Fame quarterback, just like Aaron Rodgers was with Brett Favre, you know he was three years before Brett Favre left. I feel like that's the sweet spot for them. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I I, I am kind of curious what life is like outside of Green Bay. I think there is these these players that were, were like they were born and raised and drafted and developed in one system, and their whole career is kind of focused on that, and that's what they're known for. They don't know they they hear talk to friends who play in other cities and have other coaches. It, they, there is a curiosity factor that says I wonder what it would be like mm-hmm. to play for the Jets. I wonder if like what it would be like to be in, a, in the AFC. Like I just maybe I just need a an address change, a zip like a new zip code. I do feel like you get reenergized, you get refocused, and also everything's new which makes it exciting. You don't have a real routine, so you have to manage one, make a new one. To me, that is I don't know, enticing for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. It's hard not to love the player. It's hard to embrace the personality of the player and bringing him into your organization. That's why I think for Las Vegas, there might be a a little bit of a premium for them to bring in Aaron Rodgers because Devontae Adams is there, and at least you'd like to think that maybe you could manage that relationship. The other problematic part of it, let's say, is that Devontae Adams is screaming, "Go get the guy!" And if you do, are you essentially ceding power to those two guys? And they flip it on you. And if you're Josh McDaniels, you're kind of stuck. See, see, you tell me. Don't you doesn't the team have to have like a legit foundation, uh, obvious assets that they can move, and a strong desire to strike while the iron's hot, so to speak? Like here's our window. Like we like Tampa had this window. And they had built this foundation defensively. They drafted a lot of successful players. Their problem was their quarterback. Mm-hmm. One switch and it's a totally different mindset. It's a totally different standard. And everybody's excited. I don't think that's this I don't think that's Vegas. I, I don't kind of agree. Is. There are veterans there, but there aren't the like they don't they've got good defensive players, but do they have a leader? On that side, do you have enough leadership in that room, or does everybody just sort of default to? Well, it's Aaron and and Devontae's team now. And if you're Josh McDaniels, do you want to get into business like that? The other thing, too, Christian, is they need talent. And if they turn around and trade this year's first round pick, what are they sixth in the draft order? I think it is. I'm going to tankathon right now. Uh, yeah, the Raiders are picking seventh. So they have a one, a two, and a three that they probably could ship out, and then it's all middle round picks, and they need a defense. I wonder if it's just better for Vegas to go grab one of the other guys on this quarterback carousel list, in Jimmy Garoppolo, That's the, the very first, and in, then yeah. draft a defense and try to win ten, eleven games that yeah, way. Yeah, because I think if like Josh McDaniels, he's you know he's so similar to Bill, it's all about okay, who I know, or or, or do I have a relationship with them? Do they understand what I want? Do they understand my system? Are they going to trust me? Garoppolo would trust Josh McDaniels. Carr was – hell, Carr didn't get along with Gruden. Like, Carr didn't get along – Gruden didn't want Carr. Then they end up signing to a big deal, and then, like, Gruden gets pushed out, and then here comes the interim coach, and then they make the playoffs, and now here comes Josh McDaniels. The best thing for Derek Carr is for him to go someplace – Where they desperately think he's the difference maker. Okay, where would that be? Well, I mean, you could sit there, you could throw in uh, the Jets, could be one of those guys. Like, you know, you look at the Jets, uh, you look at, uh, I would even say a team like Houston. Look at a team with a lot of draft capital. Hey, uh, let's say I'm going to, because you can look at it two days. One, we're ready to win, we want to do it now. The other option is we're drafting a quarterback. He's not going to be ready for two years. We still think we can be competitive, we don't want to punt on the season. We want to sign you for two years. We know that you're going to lose the job eventually. So that's the other aspect of it. So it's a four, two, three-year deal with an option or something like that. So you play the quarterback position. We we develop this quarterback, but we're not screwed in the process. Let right. me we, give you one. Carolina, they have the ninth pick in the draft. They have uh, two second-round picks. So they have a little bit of capital. You could probably get Carr for a two. Fair? Yeah, I would say – I don't think Carr's a first-round pick. Okay. So I don't, do you? Do you think he's a first-round no, pick? No, no, no. But if you're Carolina, you dangle one of your two second-round picks for Derek Carr, and if you're uh, Frank Reich, you got a guy ready to go. See, and there's the other thing about Frank Reich. Like, Frank Reich has already kind of done this. Think about all the quarterbacks that Frank Reich tried to fix when he was at Indy. There's a long list of them. Oh yeah. That doesn't work for him. And he brought in Foles who he had to, uh, you know Oh, well, I mean that. you could go back to Phillip Rivers. Well it's true. Keep going back. Big he kept list. trying to and then he and then Carson Wentz, and it's just like none none of it worked. So I mean again, it's just a it you're just a stopgap. That is who you are. All right, let me ask you this. If you're Tennessee would Derek Carr it's do Another one. I like that him. one too. All those teams, good ownership. A strong, self-assured coach. Okay, because um, you look at who's uh wait who's that Carolina right now? Um, no, it's Frank Reich. He yeah, just Frank got Reich. Job. Frank Reich. You look at Vrabel, Robert Sala, right? Mike Vrabel, um, D'Amico, Ryan's in Houston. I don't think Houston's on, uh, in for car. Oh, I'm just I'm just like to they drafted two, they're gonna play. That's why D'Amico see, Ryan That's why, but that's why D'Amico Ryan's got a six-year deal. See. I don't look it says at the it years. The, But it know, says it within the length Matt of Vidal the deal. Matt Rule got like six years. Okay. That, that means nothing. But he also didn't say, here's my young guy that I'm trying to build with. With that number two pick, one of two is going to fall to you or you're going to have your choice. If the last, if Mac Jones's draft class showed us anything, is that the odds are that your quarterback, one, isn't going to be ready mentally or physically, uh, two, High level of injury, high degree of uh, injury, a chance of injury because they don't know how to play, they don't know how to fall, they don't they don't know how to avoid contact. So they stupid injuries, you know, or they're so delayed in their development because they come from a really basic system and they and they rely on their just sheer talent mm-hmm. that they never catch up. So you're limited offensively. So all, look at Trey Lance and uh, Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, uh, Mac Jones, the only one. Who just said I'm going to ride it out? Out of the five that were drafted, Mac Jones this year is Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's on his way, and I would make sure. I would think I want to make sure I have, and even if it costs me a little bit of money, okay, it doesn't matter. I still have this guy on a on a on a rookie contract. I'm bringing in a safety net. There's a there's a that's why these older quarterbacks, hell, um, Alex Smith, Mark Brunel, Um, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. They just keep getting jobs after job, and nobody thinks Andy Dalton can be a starter. But Derek Carter can be a starter, a legit starter for two years. Well, here's the interesting thing about Derek Carr. He's got a sort of a forced number coming up in his contract in the middle of February to where he might be able to get his way to free agency, or the Raiders have about two weeks to be able to flip him. And if you're the Raiders, how do you not can't try they just to cut them? Well, no, no, they can. But there's a there's sort of like a balloon bonus or a balloon bonus. bonus payment that is coming up. I think it's February 15th. I think so. But the Raiders could still flip the guy again. Go get a two from someone. Well, you might as well get go something send something somewhere. Right. right? If you're going to like if you're going to you plan a cutting. him, you might as well dangle him a little bit, to try and get something. So there's not so he can't control his fate. Uh, there is a little bit of that, and then who comes with the bid? Also, now that Tom Brady is out of the way, what happens to Lamar Jackson and a couple other QBs? We'll keep riding that quarterback carousel. Next regression for you. W E E I W E E I W E E I in Boston, legendary station, New England
1: sports original.
0: Now, more and Fourier on WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All Aaron Rodgers had to say was, yep, I'm not going to San Francisco. And everybody went a buzz as to where all of the quarterbacks are going to end up because we thought, in a lot of ways, Tom Brady would be at the top of the list. Tom Brady ain't at the top of the list no more. So, where does does San Francisco go? Where do they turn? They said they're not keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm telling you, Fourier, there ain't no way in hell they're going into next year with just Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Well, yeah, you're right. I was just sitting there going, well, they got Brock Purdy. He's like everybody's all American. Like the dude was great until he, well, and he's coming off a massive, major, difficult. Yes. UCL injury that he's got to rehab from. Who knows if he's ever the same. Right, And if he is the same, how actually long will it take? So you're going to go into the season, OTS and everything, with Trey Lance and Trey Lance alone. Mm-hmm. Probably need another guy back there, but I don't know if they bring in a, a strong arm, expensive veteran backup you know, to really do what you know Jimmy Garoppolo did. They were going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo until Trey Lance got hurt, and then they were forced to kind of play him, but then he got hurt, and here comes Brock Purdy. So um I don't think San Francisco adds a significant piece at the quarterback position. Like you know what it's the journeyman guy. It's the Blaine Gabbert's of the world. It's the Teddy Nick Bridgewater, uh, guy, Teddy Bridgewater like guy. Have right. a lot of respect. Started in the league for a lot of time, won some games, you know, not Josh Johnson, right? The dude that was playing right. for them who was who played in like almost like 13 different teams and they just needed a body and he was available. You know, the other t- the other team that I think is interesting as far as, like, what are they going to do? Like, is Tampa. What is Tampa going to do? Like, Tampa, they fired their offensive coordinator, and here is their quarterback room as it sits right now. Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, and Kyle Trask. They need a quarterback. They got the 19th pick. They're, They're getting probably, a quarterback. Not, They're probably well, not getting one of the high-end so, guys at 19. Okay, so listen, um... Uh, Bruce Arians, who's like a, an executive, like he, he's some sort of retirement executive role. Executive vice president of, of doing uh, Fucking cool things. Whatnot. Yeah. Doing cool things. So I'm looking around yeah. and shaking hands. Yeah. Okay. He calls up uh, Carl and he's like, listen, uh, we got the pieces still. We're in a really crappy division. Uh, we did it with Brady. And Brady, obviously, he is who he is, but. We are very limited because our offensive line and of this our defense is coming back. It'd be real interesting. Okay? I would sit there and say, Wow, okay, that's a decent landing spot. This is the system's already set. Everybody you would think would kind of there would be some sort of residual from Brady being in the building? Hey, now we know how to win. And they got right? they got number fifty-one overall in the second round. Um, it's, that feels it's, like a real sweet spot to go get a car t- if you want. Yeah, and the division ain't nearly as competitive as the AFC West. There's Hell no Justin no. Herbert. There's no you're not think about the AFC West. Like if you're the the Raiders. You got to play the Kansas City Chiefs twice. You got to play the 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 Chargers twice. You got to play the Broncos twice. So there's six games, right off the jump. Can you win half of those? Can you go three and three out of those six games? Ah, listen. Well, is. that whole division. Now that I think of it, that whole division needs quarterbacks. Like, long-term, I mean, Andy Dalton does a nice job in New Orleans, but come on now. Oh, you're talking about the NFC the South. The NFC South. Yeah, that whole absolutely. That, that whole division. It's they, wide open. All of those teams need, need quarterbacks. So now, I don't know how many fit in terms of Derek Carr, but Tampa would make a lot of sense. They you got still the got money, that, too. They, they got the money, and they got you got, the got money. that first-round pick, and you can trade you can back do and it. load up. Evans isn't going anywhere. Uh, they signed some of their other receivers. Uh, I can't remember the. it was a Godwin. He's signed. He's yep. not going anywhere. They're tight end. They're, they're good tight ends. It's not Gronk, but they got good players. Fournette's coming back. Uh, their offensive line will all come back healthy. And you got a first-round pick. You can either pick a player or trade back. The, I, I would be flying – Myself down to Tampa. Now, if you want somebody that at one point in time Bill Belichick thought might be similar to Brady, if you're Tampa, is Garoppolo enticing? Because he's just a free agent by, and then you still have all your picks, and you can be pretty good pretty quick. Here's my only thing with Garoppolo he's too risky. I don't trust him. He gets hurt all the time. Well, now when he's healthy, he wins. Look at his record when he's healthy and he wins games, at least for the 49ers, but he's just always, you know, gone. Let me throw a wild one at you. If you're Tampa, do you still need to go big name and entertain the thought of Lamar Jackson? only because you got a big time star quarterback before it worked you have a massive waiting list that you're now charging people on for season tickets in Tampa Yeah. do you need a ooh shiny red ball i just do think you need a, the guy to be like who would you pick who would you pick for tampa two, who would you pick if you have your shiny red ball if your two choices are car and jackson like which one are you picking i'm probably trading a pick for car I'm taking car. I know I got it for two years. I just did once with uh, mm-hmm. with a quarterback for three years. We have a team. It's already ready to go. Their window is closing. Do you think that city or that team and their own? They want to go back to sucking all over again? Oh no! They just no, not no. in it. they have a little taste. It's like crack. They don't want to go back. So they the smart move would be Hi-oh. to be in it to be in it early and grab something where they just know. That they should if anybody learned their lesson about how important the quarterback position is, it's Tampa. I would agree. It's worth the money, it's worth the investment. So now will Carr wanna fly all the way? You know, and be right down the road from Mons Venus, you know, all the, the den of iniquity that is the the city of Tampa. Oh, there is that. I no don't question. Know. Can he resist the temptation well, to he's see in Vegas. what it's like? That that actually he is in Vegas. So, so he can make it there, Grash, he can make, he can it, can make it, anywhere. it. He can make it in Tampa. Good point. Uh, so <laughs> so now it looks like via trade Aaron Rodgers. Right now, via trade, Derek Carr. But if Carr gets to that contractual sort of loggerhead with the uh with the Raiders, they might have to release him. Lamar Jackson will probably be franchised, but available. But if somebody want to come over the top yeah. of that franchise tag, and then you got Jimmy Garoppolo and you know, it's crazy. The best quarterback on the market this off season right? might be Jimmy Garoppolo. That is amazing. That guy's got a horseshoe stuck up his butt somewhere. And I would just like to see if I could just borrow it. Just the dude. really? Yes. I'll clean it first, but like, I definitely feel like he think about the timing he has been the beneficiary of great timing his whole career. His whole career has oh, been a benef- very true. Think about even when he went to San Francisco. Okay, so they trade for him. They send him. Bill sends him to a great place, uh, and also they, blocks they, Brady they, from going yeah, there. Yeah. Too. Okay. So then they suck. So he gets to play, uh, and he wins like what four or five games in a row. Yep. He's like acting like Brady on the sideline. They're like, "Wow, we found our guy." Signs this huge contract. I mean, and it just even even this last year, he was out the door. They they wouldn't even allow him in the in the building. And sure as hell, if he comes and he saves the day. He shows that he's uh, that he's that he can still win. He gets hurt. It's like nobody just they just forget that he gets injured all the time. To me, a desperate team will sign Jimmy Garoppolo, and they will regret it. That's what my take is on Jimmy Garoppolo because he can't stay healthy under the best circumstances. 617-779-7937. We got to get to the Celtics tonight. They are hosting Phoenix and ranking the Red Sox farm system. One of the great age-old off-season exercises. We rank minor leaguers that no one knows who they are. We'll go through it all next.